This episode of Cinemavention is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, Wearmall 3, and Kevin Fournier. If you want to become one of the names listed here at the top of the show, go to patreon.com slash wscottis1 and support the show today. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie The Avengers. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Avengers, which my guest has seen before. He is one of the hosts of the Slash R Slash Baseball Weekly podcast. Please welcome Naim Siddiqui to the show, more commonly known as Kuan. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me, Willie. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. I'm I'm so stoked to get you on. Uh, and and for all movies, like I, first time on the show, and we're covering like a big movie, The Avengers. So I this, yeah, one of, uh, definitely when it came out, one of the one of the biggest movies, and now the, some of the sequels are some of the biggest movies. But definitely, like you know, for for better or worse, one of the most important movies I would say of of this century of cinema. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not even just in the mcu but just yeah cinema in general yeah you're absolutely yeah, right yeah. again for better or for worse right i, I know some people mm-hmm. don't like them some people don't like the mcu movies some people don't like the mcuification of other movies even for me like i i do like small indie movies in theaters and stuff and, and you don't see as many of those because of the mcu but whatever whatever your opinion on it you can't deny the importance of it uh yeah. in in our culture for for at least you know at least the last uh, uh 15 years or so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll get more into it uh, in a little bit here. But before we get into uh, talking about uh, the uh, the meat and potatoes, uh, I don't know why I use that phrase. <laughs> Let's go over the uh, stats real quick. The Avengers is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors, and is available to stream on Disney Plus. Duh. And also, don't forget, you can buy it on Blu-ray. I am the physical media mm. guy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I'm I'm out of town right now, so I don't have all my Blu-rays with me. But you, physical media for me reigns supreme. That's true. Yeah, no, that, I that's true. I always forget to mention that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, Blu-ray is definitely uh, a way, a means to do it as well. Uh, you're right. Uh, the Avengers was released by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures on May fourth, twenty twelve. The movie was directed by Josh Whedon and stars Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Jeremy Renner, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, and Samuel L. Jackson. Movie had a budget of $220 million and made, get ready for this one, $1.5 billion with a B. Yes, you heard that right. $1.5 billion in theaters. One of the highest grossing movies in cinema of all time i think um do, do we um what what number is it on the list of i know avatar's I think, number honestly, one i think it dropped out of the top 10 because of the 10 years of movies after it but oh I yeah think at, i think at release it was probably like in the top five sure sure well yeah no and and i think like some i, I want to say the sequels like the avengers sequels might have topped it at this point i think i believe Endgame is top three yeah mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I, I think it actually might be number two after Avatar. I think it's number one in the U.S. and number two worldwide or like vice versa, something like that. Yeah. 
someone someone in the chat over at Discord, discord.cinemavention.com will uh will correct us, I'm sure, if we're wrong. Uh but uh but uh Kwan, when did you see this uh for the first time? When did you see the movie? Uh, in theaters, I imagine? It was ten years ago. I'm I'm almost certain I saw it in theaters. I've seen most of the MCU movies in theaters. I know you talked about Iron Man uh a few days ago and, and mm-hmm. I know I watched that in the theater. Um, and I know I watched Incredible Hulk in the theater. Avengers, I'm fairly certain I saw in the theater, but I also was like a freshman in college at the time, so I might have still like been in college and able to go. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater the first time. Right on, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people uh, saw it in the uh, theaters. I'm sure oh, it made 1.5 billion dollars. So, well, yeah, I know that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> you know a lot of people good, saw it in the theater. <laughs> good point. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into uh, talking about this movie. And um, I've kind of divided it into like sort of three sections here. So uh, a little bit of backstory here before we get started. Um, so I, it, you mentioned that we covered Iron Man uh, last week on this show. And uh, before before we go into like the nitty gritty of this, I do want to let everyone know that I am... I am very much a Marvel noob, so I will be like trying to figure things out as we go. You know, I'm still I trying to, to ask. So you watched Iron Man and then did you watch anything between that and Avengers or did you go straight from Iron yeah. Man to Avengers? Yeah, actually, uh, that yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at uh, because I did not. Um, and and I was just letting people know it's like I'm aware that there are movies that we've skipped in phase one between Iron Man and the Avengers and and, uh, you know, in, in many ways, like there are some like callbacks to previous movies that I may have missed. Um, so know that going into it. But also for me, it's like I I felt like it, it was important to do the Avengers now, like for the first Marvel month that we do because because of its significance and everything. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I think um in in phase one, obviously Iron Man is necessary. Obviously Avengers is necessary. I don't think Thor is necessary. I think it's not a great movie. I don't mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. like when I rewatch, you know, like I will if I can skip it on my rewatch, I'll skip it. Sometimes I'm I want to do like a full, you know, 27 movie rewatch and I'll do it. I'll do it that way. But when I rewatch, I, I often skip Thor. Yeah, uh, I think Captain America is it's a great movie. I really, really enjoy it. But if you're really trying to get just, just to the, to, as you said, the meat and potatoes, um, <laughs> you can kind of go past it because a lot, like there are important things in it to Captain America's story that recur throughout the series, um, especially his relationship with, uh, with Peggy Carter, uh, which is very important to his story. Um, uh, especially in, in the, the later movies. Um, but, but as far as the others go, like Incredible Hulk is kind of sort of ignored anyway. Mm-hmm. Really, the most important is probably the worst of phase one, which is Iron Man 2, which mm-hmm. has a lot of setting up for Avengers, introduces uh, Black Widow, um, has a much bigger role for Nick Fury uh, from than just the post credit scene of Iron yeah. Man 1. So so that really is is the, the movie that, that does the most, the most that you like, like, the most of here's what you need to see for future movies, right. but also is is the worst in the set of at least of phase yeah. one. So yeah, and, like, and, uh, and, like and, the, and that's the thing there. too is like because it, it's Iron Man two, it's a sequel to the previous movie, right? Like, and yeah. so 
Yeah, and, and Captain America, like, uh, they do have a flashback uh, in the Captain America movie in this movie. Um, right. And so, and, like, And actually, yeah. so, so you know, you obviously, you know, you know, even being a Marvel newbie, you know the MCU is famous for the post credit scenes. Right, um, right. But the post credit scene of Captain America 1 is essentially a trailer for Avengers. Like, it came out right mm. before. It's not, it's not even just essentially. It is a trailer for Avengers, but, like, it starts with, Captain America's introduction scene, him fighting like him, you know, at, in the in the training room, boxing, and, and then getting the mission from yeah. Fury. That's that's basically the post credit scene of the first Captain America movie. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 actually, and it's funny you mentioned like Thor. Um, you can just skip Thor. You're not the first person that I've uh, that I've heard mention that. <laughs> I, I will tell you when I when I I, I uh, guided my parents during uh, during quarantine. I guided my parents through the MCU because Endgame came out in 2019, and they like were interested in joining it and uh, in, in learning about it, watching watching the MCU movies finally because it was this big cultural touchstone. And so I, I I was guiding them through it, and I skipped the first two Thor movies. The third Thor movie is excellent; it's my favorite MCU movie. The hmm. first two Thor movies. If you look at uh, if you go to my Letterboxd, I think it's I think I'm Kuhan on Letterboxd. Um, hmm. My number one MCU movie is Thor one, and my bottom two MCU movies are Thor and, two and Thor and what, one. And, and no, sorry, my number uh, one is Thor three, and my bottom and, two are Thor one and two. And what is uh, Letterboxd? Letterboxd is a. I'm surprised you don't know this. You do a movie podcast. Um, Letterboxd <laughs> is a social media platform for movies so oh really you go okay. on and I'll, uh if you're watching the video I'll, i have it on my phone here mm-hmm. you can go on and um track what movies you've seen so you can go like here's a watch list of movies that i that i haven't seen that i really want to see mm, um and okay. uh and i can go to my profile and you can see my favorites my recent activity um and then on my lists i have my my personal mcu ranking and so yeah my number one is thor ragnarok and right my bottom on. two are Thor and Thor: The Dark World. That's awesome. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, that's the first time I've heard of that. I'll have to check that I'm out. I'm surprised that's... that not a single person mentioned it to you. I, I guess know. I'm, I'm a big movie guy. But yeah, I so know. So check out check out Letterbox if you're a big movie person. You want to just track your movies. Um, in fact, it would be. It, I mean, for you for the show, it'd be great cross promo. Just be like, here's right. the movies I've watched. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the characters uh, real quick and like sort of, you know, set the stage here. So we've got Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson, and he's basically like the leader of the Avengers. However, like he's like consulting with a roundtable of councilmen called the World Security Council. I found that out um, after the fact in my research and. I'm still trying to figure out like what power do they have exactly over Nick Fury and why does he have to get approval from them? Like, is it one of those things where it's like a, like a up the chain sort of like relationship? Yeah. yeah. So essentially he's the, he's the director of shield. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, everyone, everyone's got bosses. Right. So even, even, you know, he's like, even the CEO of a company has to has to report to the board of directors, right? Mm-hmm. So the yeah, World as Security we Council, saw in Iron Man, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so the the World Security Council is essentially like that. It's it's it is you know, Shield is a is an organization with very little oversight, but he has to report to somebody. It's also the World Security Council is um, not really seen a lot after this. The, um, mm. It's kind of it's kind of just a, a 
a storytelling device for this movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I mean, so, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, they, there is a little bit of a mention of them. And uh, that is, is a, is a big one. You, you should watch. I, I know that I don't think it's in your plan for, for Marvel month this year, but uh, yeah, but that's, that is certainly, you know, yeah, that's often regarded as, as the best movie in the MCU. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we'll have plenty of time to cover other Marvel movies. Like I just want to get the essentials out here now right, right, right. Uh, during right. this month, but yeah, we'll certainly cover more Marvel movies in the future. Um, so we've got, uh, and we got Hawkeye played by Jeremy Renner. Um, and, and I, and I, and he gets what I have to assume is like, he's basically brainwashed by Loki at this point, right? Like he's at the beginning, yeah. he, uh, he, uh, Loki, um, you know, touches his chest with the spear and he's like basically brainwashed by Loki at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye is a character who I really, really like. Um, he's one of my favorite characters from the comics and, you know, the, the MCU has, has really never done a lot with him until last year. He got a, they got a Disney plus series. Mm. Um, but before that, he only really ever appeared as a side character in these movies had sort of very, very little to, to do. Um, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's a kind of an underdog in the comics too, though. So I, I can kind of see it. He, he is another character who he is very vaguely introduced in Thor. Like he has like a cameo in the first Thor movie, but that's about it. Mm. So this is really his introduction to the MCU and, you know, Avengers is doing a lot. So introducing new characters is not something they can really do a lot of. Right. Um, so, you know, it kind of gives a, a, a nice, um, he, if he can be with the villains, you can introduce him a little bit more that way because both the, uh, because Loki has been introduced obviously already in Thor. So has uh, Eric Selvig, um, uh, who was played by Stellan Skarsgård, um, uh, the, the physicist guy. Uh, those those both of those characters were, were introduced in Thor. Have more fleshed out characters, so you can do a little bit more with Lo- with uh, with Hawkeye. It's also kind of a nod to his comic book origins. In the comic books, he does start out as a sort of villain, not a villain, but like a criminal, mm. and then becomes a hero. So you kind of are able to to do a nod to it that way as well. Interesting. Okay. And uh, what what's also interesting to me is that what makes him snap out of it is a good old, you know, a good old knock on the head from Black Widow there. And that's what snaps him out of it. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting, right? Because, the, you know, that same thing doesn't doesn't really happen to Selvig later in the movie. But yeah, uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. It, he has a he has a connection to Black Widow. That's very like throughout the movies like they they have worked together a long time. They yeah. are they are best friends, essentially. Yeah, and you can uh, tell that too. Uh, you can tell that too when uh, when uh, when she's interrogating uh, Loki when he's in his cell, right? Like they their relationship is pretty close. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I think it's maybe some of that as well is 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 what is you know some, maybe somewhere behind there. The the brainwashing again is never really explained in any of the t- twenty seven movies. So. Um, <laughs> So you just kind of have to to go with it. So so mm-hmm. I guess because it's not, you can kind of theorize that, okay, maybe it's because they're such close friends. Part of him in the back is watching him fight his best friend and yeah. getting that knock on the noggin sort of can, can re-jostle it. I don't know. Yeah, and it like snaps him out of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But Speaking- it, is, it, it, yeah. it kind of is a plot contrivance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of Black Widow, uh, that's who we meet next, who is like 
we we meet Black Widow. She's tied up and is about to be killed by some. I believe it was Russians, if I'm not mistaken, right? Which uh, which adds uh, which adds certainly a lot more um, <laughs> meaning uh, given the current world circumstances right now. Well, and, and her character, her character always in the comics has you know, Natasha Romanov. She right. she is Russian. She's born Russian, uh, and and. You know, I I don't know how much of it is is explained in this movie or is, if it's in other movies, but like she, you know, she was a Russian spy who was who was turned to the U.S. Uh-huh. Um, so so it, you yeah, so it is. It, I mean, all of her story is very Russian focused because that's that's yeah, you know, yeah. A big part of her thing. like as an adult she was turned to the U.S. So like she, um, yeah, like she learned english i mean she she knew english as a kid but like yeah sure sure well and uh and i love how like because i i absolutely love that i laughed hysterically like because during the movie like um like she's a like she looks like she's on the ropes like quite literally in this case and like she's about to be like you know like assassinated it sounds like right and then one phone call just completely interrupts that and it's like Hey, we've got you surrounded, so give her the phone right now, or else we'll blow this whole thing up, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and, she and gets, she's very casual, like, like, what are you doing? You're blowing up my spot. What's going on? Yeah, right. Yeah, she's so casual about it too. Yeah. And yeah. then like just like, let me put you on hold. And then it's just <laughs> kicking ass. And then he's still on the phone while <laughs> Oh, it's so and for good. what it's worth, that, that does kind of follow from it's it's interesting to me because you didn't watch it in the other movies. Yeah. Because it's it. That's kind of, you know, like, the because she first appears in Iron Man 2. She's, she's a fairly major character in Iron Man 2. Um, and in Iron Man 2, you know, now that you've already watched this movie, you know she's Black Widow. But she's introduced as not Black Widow. She's introduced as, mm. like, she's introduced as Tony Stark's new secretary because Pepper Potts is now the boss. Like, she, she's Pepper Potts has been promoted. He needs right. Tony's new secretary, and it's this person and because she, she's, she's deep undercover. Um, and then hmm. later on in the movie, it's revealed that she's Black Widow and you learn all that. But like you learn a lot more. You don't learn a lot about her character, but it's very clear. If you watch Iron Man 2, you don't think for a second that she's in peril in this movie <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like it's very clear. Like, oh, she she definitely got captured on purpose. So it's, oh, it's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. coming from, you know, for th- th- those two split seconds of what's going on is like you know if you if you'd already seen Iron Man 2 you already know oh this is this is a person who is who is very in control of the situation no matter what mm-hmm. situation she's in yeah yeah absolutely now this character right here gave, was probably the source of the most confusion for me Bruce Banner aka the Hulk played by Mark Ruffalo and like in his actual like you know like when he's Bruce Banner he's an actual doctor and he's in India treating patients we we see at the beginning here and here's what I will say is that it took me a second rewatch to realize that Black Widow is talking to Bruce at that it, when he's like in the tent and everything like and, and I didn't realize that at first until like until I rewatched it and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And which makes it when it, which because at the time I was so confused, like um, like she's basically tasked with convincing Bruce Banner to join the Avengers, if I'm not mistaken. And, and like, and I don't understand, like, why was the Hulk, like, testing, or, or, I mean, I guess it was to test, like, what Black Widow would do, you know, if he got, like, angry and turned into the Hulk, I guess. But yeah, and it's, 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 it's that he doesn't trust her, right? And and that's, that's yeah. a, that's a character trait of the Hulk all across, um, because, so, so part of his origin, which, which you do see in Incredible Hulk, but again, Incredible Hulk is skippable because 
first of all, Edward Norton is the Hulk in it. Um, they replaced the Hulk between movies. Oh, um, oh nice. <laughs> so I, I, I like I like Incredible Hulk for what it's worth. I but but I understand sure. why people you know it's it, it is it is probably one of the most skippable. It's also Hulk can't get his own movies because Universal owns the Hulk. Mm. And before before Disney bought Marvel, um, they were distributing all their movies through Paramount. But right. they, you know, they had a deal with Universal. They're like, all right, we'll use them, him in our in our movies and whatnot. But then Disney bought Marvel, but they still they can use the Hulk in their movies. They just can't make a Hulk movie, and huh. uh, they can't they can't make a Hulk movie without like basically giving all the money to Universal because Universal owns the rights. Right, and yeah. um, you know, and and there's like it's kind of similar to the Spider Man situation that existed mm. and and still kind of exists. Yeah, except- I was just about to say, yeah. Except, you know, the Hulk is not as big of a character as Spider-Man. Like, you know, Marvel Marvel kind of really, really wants Spider-Man and can get away without making a Hulk movie. You know, they can like, you know, if yeah. we don't want to make a Hulk movie, we don't want to make a Hulk movie. But like, they really, really want to make sure and, they're making Spider-Man and, and, movies. And, and especially and, because Universal, yeah. Universal is not off making Hulk movies without Marvel, whereas Sony yeah, would absolutely say, yeah, be yeah, off to Sony, making Spider-Man to Sony's credit, Yeah, to Sony's credit, it's yeah. like if you own Spider-Man, it's like you hold that close, right? Like, right, right, right. yeah, whereas, you... Yeah, you don't give up. Yeah. You give it up that easily, right? 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 So, um, so, so th- that in fact also is why, like, when Hulk Blu-rays get re-released, they're very weird. <laughs> um, mm. like, uh, the, uh, the, um, the inc- so uh, a couple years ago, Marvel did a a re-release like of the first three phases of movies with mm. different different cover art that that matched each other, kind of. Um, so they all looked similar, uh, but. They only they don't because they don't own a the Spider-Man movies or B the Hulk movie, the Hulk release looks slightly different than all of the other movies. And like <laughs> if you put it side by side, you can very clearly tell this was not made by the same company. Interesting. Um, again, I wish I had them in front of me to show you. But yeah, it's it's like this weird, this weird, odd little thing. Hmm. Um but so in this in the case of, of the Hulk, yeah, so he's he um, his whole story, especially in that first movie, is him being hunted by the U.S. government, the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. The, he was working for the government when he became the Hulk, and then the military has been hunting him. Um, and so he doesn't he just he doesn't trust them, right? So it makes yeah, sense that he's sort of so he, yeah, Black that's Widow. why he doesn't trust the she- trust that's shield. Yeah, so that's Got why he doesn't trust shield. And 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 he's you know he's like he he is pretending to trust them, and then they sort of fake Hulks out to see what she'll do. Right. And then, and then, because 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 she is lying to him, right? She right, says, yeah, she's totally lying she says, about no, it. It's just, just, being just the, you and me, yeah. And then there's a whole shield outfit outside because they're worried he's going to turn into the Hulk. And he's like, "See, I knew you were lying to me. Like, <laughs> let's be honest with each other, you know? Like, if we're mm-hmm. going to do this, let's do this." Right, right. Uh, Captain America. All right, so we mentioned it earlier, right? We mentioned how he was like at the end of the Captain America movie, he's doing boxing training, and this is where we find him here. And uh, I love, I love, by the way, that he's so strong that he breaks the punching bag and he has multiple punching bags, I might add, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this is not this is certainly not the first time this has happened. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, a uh, fun fact that I found out uh, while we were doing the watch party is that the reason uh, Nick Fury gives Captain America his briefing, the quote unquote old fashioned way <laughs> on paper is that. He is still getting his touch back from being frozen alive from the last movie. And so he gets yeah, his I mean, this, on this, paper. This takes place like, you know, maybe a couple months at most after he he's unfrozen. Right. Mm-hmm. So like 
he is he still is yeah very much like getting used to things and you know they make the little bet <laughs> uh, at I think I said in the end of this scene, right, where he's like, I "Bet you five bucks that that's not true or whatever." Yeah, it was, yeah, it was and ten then, bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. ten bucks. And then when they get on the helicarrier, he just grabs his wallet and hands him the ten bucks <laughs> and keeps walking. Yeah, I know that was so. Yeah, that it, it was one of those subtle things that's like it, you could, if you blink, you missed it type of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like they, they don't, they don't say anything. He just hands him the ten dollars and right. keeps moving. It's, oh, it's yeah, really, no, it's a really and, and then you realize yeah. if later it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's it's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, of course, we already know uh, we already know Iron Man from the last uh, movie we covered here on the show anyway. Uh, but he has since got underwater powers, a new building in New York City, and he's gotten together with his with his assistant since the first movie. So, you know, <laughs> lots of uh, lots of activities have happened with Iron Man since we last left yeah, him. The, 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 the stuff with Pepper happened in in Iron Man Two. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah, because there was yeah, already yeah, like but, uh, starting. There was already like starting to get be like some sort of thing right. going on. But yeah, I assume it was in Iron Man Two that where it really blossomed. And this is, I think, the Mark um, Five or Six or maybe even Seven armor, like. Th- yeah it happens sometimes between movies that he like he will i think get new armor and then just won't say anything so i think the, if the I mark remember... one is the one he built in the cave of the box of scraps right the right. mark two is the silver one the mark three is the iconic one that he has for the rest of, of the first movie and then the mark four and i think mark five are both introduced in iron man 2 so i think this is mark yeah, 6 w- but there also might be another I w- one I w- yeah because i want to say like I, I remember reading it was like the the he because when he um when they have that big fight scene in new york he actually has a prototype of the iron man suit that he uses and it's jarvis even that says, one might be like, mark seven this might be yeah. mark six that he's underwater in right and that might be right right yeah. yeah so and and yeah that one was mark seven, iron man 3 is on like mark 35 so yeah sure at this point yeah yeah um I will say, uh, so if we meet Agent Agent Coulson, and he's like gushing over Captain America throughout this movie. Like he's such a big fan, right? Like it's yeah. it's uh, and it, it, it and it's so like and it's so sad too because Captain America never got to sign Agent Coulson's fidget trading cards. So it's like, oh, <laughs> that is yeah, that's that is what uh, what uh, um yeah. It, 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 that's that's the sadness of it, right? Yeah, I know. That. Yeah, that was so sad. Captain America never signed, never gets to sign Coulson's Coulson's trading cards. You know, Coulson um is sort of the, the tying force between the whole of Phase One. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in, I think, all of the Phase One movies except for Captain America. Yeah, I remember him um, from the first Iron Man movie. So yeah, yeah, he's in he's in the first Iron Man, like kind of a kind of a small role. And then Iron Man. Oh, he's also not in uh, Incredible Hulk because, again, that is very the only tie to the MCU for that movie uh, until a little bit later is actually Tony Stark has a cameo at the end of that movie. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, Coulson is sort of the the tying force. He's in Thor. He's in Iron Man one and two. Uh, so so you know he 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 is sort of the shield presence throughout those movies that recurs. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's kind of why his, uh, his death is such a, a major point in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, side note about, uh, Chris Evans, by the way. Um, and this is just, uh, this is just, ta- um, tangential, but tangential. I, I can't say that word for some reason, but, uh, Actually, but side yeah. note about him, uh, 
The last movie that we covered that had Chris Evans in it was Knives Out. And so go check out that episode of Cinemavention. I, it was a great one. Uh, uh, Sam Lewis was on it. He was great in it. And he was the bad guy in this movie. This time, he's the good guy, which for me is a very unique. I, I, I feel like I have a very unique perspective because most people saw him the other way around. Like, so. Right. So like most people saw him being the good guy and then he's the bad guy in Knives Out. And and I had and I had heard that Chris Evans even took the role of Knives Out to basically challenge everyone saying, you know, Chris Evans can't play a bad guy. And I got to say, is, which is funny yeah. because, you know, I, I've I've seen a lot of Chris Evans movies just because like in the early mid 2000s, he was like a a supporting hunk, you know, like he wasn't like he wasn't like the star of a movie unless it was like yeah he really he really wasn't often the number one like top build star of a movie he was Mm. like you know he was johnny storm in the fantastic four movies he was in the losers which is a movie that i really enjoy that most people haven't seen Mm. um Mm. uh, but he was also one of the evil exes in scott pilgrim um so like he's a bad guy in that a lot of people saw him first in that like when he when when he became captain america was like the guy from i mean most people who said the guy from fantastic four but he was he was the guy he was like it was like his fourth comic book movie was Captain America. He had already done the Fantastic Four movies. He had already done Scott Pilgrim and he'd already done the losers. So he was like, he he just kept doing comic book movies until he became Captain America, kind of. Yeah. He did other stuff too, obviously. But like, you yeah. know, and he was he was in, and I also, you know, he's also in, he was in another teen movie, which I never saw, but he's also in The Perfect Score, which also has Scarlett Johansson. He's done a lot of movies with Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. But I'd seen like five different Chris Evans movies before I saw him in Captain America. Oh, that's funny. Um, but but then you know Captain America obviously was his was his big star turn sure uh, and then yeah and then coming back into uh, into Knives Out which was a very it was like even though I had seen Chris Evans as a villain it was more of an over the top goofy comedy villain you know Scott yeah. Pilgrim is a very comedic film I don't know if you've seen it no I haven't um, yeah. uh, well I'll I'd gladly be on that I own Scott Pilgrim five times on Blu-ray um, oh so okay I'd, yeah. I'd, very gladly be on that episode. Uh, Absolutely, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you on for that one for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like th- I did see him as a villain, and that that's the movie that I've probably seen the most with him in it. Maybe even including the MCU, but certainly excluding the MCU. The 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 probably the two Chris Evans movies I've seen the most are the ones where he's a villain, Scott Pilgrim and Knives Out. So, eh, <laughs> but if yeah, Knives Out is a more naturalistic villain, and and he also has like the the face the, the heel face heel turn which is mm, such a, which is mm-hmm. very interesting uh you know like where where like he does seem like kind of a dick and then maybe he's a good guy and then oh no he's the actual like villain villain right so well yeah no and i got to say like chris evans he can play both he can play both very well he can play the good guy and the bad guy very well um the last person that we meet uh is thor played by chris hemsworth and I uh, and again, it, this took me a second rewatch to realize this. And he's he's taking he takes away our villain Loki away from the helicarrier. And at first, it's like, wait, what's going on here? Um, but uh, we find out, or we find out that uh, Thor is actually Loki's half brother, and he is wanting to take him back to uh, I believe it's Asgard. Is that right? Asgard, yeah. yeah, Asgard. And, uh, and to uh, you know try have a trial there instead of here on Earth basically, um, 
And so, so that yeah. that's all referencing the the first Thor movie, which is it's again, it's 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 really interesting the way you're doing this because by skipping that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I, I never really talked to my parents about how much uh, how much they might have missed or understood, but it is like, you know, I, and I think this is this is kind of a problem with some of the later MCU movies uh, sometimes mm-hmm. where they kind of expect you to have seen everything. But at this point in time, they they didn't really, right? Like, yeah. you you can watch this movie and have no idea anything about Thor and Loki and learn. they tell you in the movie, they're half brothers. Okay, cool, I get that, right? Sure. And, then, and you put in the show notes if you wondered, like, was Loki good? And then switch to the dark side, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're actually not half brothers. They're, they're uh, he, Loki's adopted. Loki, mm. um, Loki was... Classic villain story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loki was a child of the Frost Giants, and Odin, who is Thor's biological father, um, f- uh, attacked the Frost Giants, saw this little baby Frost Giant, turned him kind of into an Asgardian. Kind of unclear how that magic works. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not unclear, and I just don't understand it because I don't watch Thor that often. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but he sort of turns him into that, and then, and then they sort of grow up together. Um, and, but, uh, but the big thing is, is that Loki very much wants the throne of Asgard and Thor, at least at this point in time, doesn't really care for the throne of Asgard. Um, and so that's kind of where, where the, the thing is, is Loki's not a natural born son. It's, it's a very Shakespearean, which is actually mm. why Kenneth Branagh directed, uh, Thor one. Cause he's very, you know, very Shakespearean actor and director, uh, I think he directed um, uh, Henry the Fifth. Uh, he directed a bunch of Shakespeare's. Um, mm. So, so you know, it kind of makes sense that they'd get him. It's a very Shakespearean tragedy. Um, but that is that is the most important part of Thor that bleeds in, into this movie is that Loki is the villain of that movie, and then is the villain of this movie. Right. Um, right. And and so that that is what he needs to stand trial for, as for his actions that were in Thor one. Ah, I see. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> I do love that scene because Iron Man, of course, goes after them when Thor takes Loki away. And I just, <laughs> I love that scene. So, like, uh, Thor is talking to Loki, trying to, you know, like, trying to, like, I don't know, like, not reason with him, but, like, they're, they're just talking, right? And then, uh, <laughs> and then just as Thor is about to take Loki back to Asgard, Iron Man just, like, <laughs> just comes in and like you know whips him out of there uh, just as thor is like listen here boom and and, Th- and loki's just like i'm listening <laughs> just waiting for it also that line from iron man is called doth mother know you wear her drapes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again good. again kind of a kind of a joke on how shakespearean uh thor is right yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in the comics actually um a lot of the time Again, I, I haven't I haven't read a Thor comic in a while, but a lot of the time, Thor speaks in very flowery Shakespearean language, um, and and his uh, his speech bubbles even have like very like old English style font, where like mm. normally it's like this kind of handwritingy thing, but then Thor speaks like in old English. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of a, a a nod to, and even even in the movie, Thor does talk a little bit like that, um, but not not quite to that level of like feeling he's in a different movie you know yeah 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 all right so some things that i noticed um first of all this movie is uh, this movie is now 10 years old i can't believe that like 
May 2012 is when this came out. We're recording this June 2022. I can't believe this movie is now a decade old. That that just blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in uh, so here's here's something that I and, and this is just me like this is me just speculating. Okay, so in Fortnite, uh, if you've ever played Fortnite, and I have, of course, as many of you know, um. There is an event that we uh, there's a live in-game event that happened recently that involved a cube turning into blue. And I will say that cube looked very similar to the blue cube in this movie. And, you know, of course, Fortnite and Marvel have like a very close relationship. So looking back on it now, I'm surprised that that wasn't incorporated in some capacity with Marvel, you know, given the fact that they have this cube thing that also controls like aspects of the island in certain respects um and i wonder if it that served as some inspiration for fortnite well, i mean so was it one thing so so the, so the cube in this movie it also appears in captain america mm-hmm. um and i i don't think it appears in another movie before that um maybe it doesn't i'm just forgetting um Tech, for, first of all, technically, it's not a cube; it's a tesseract, which is a four-dimensional oh, cube. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's as much a cube as a cube as a square. Sure, um, sure. Well, yeah, uh, I, I just say that because they're because uh, they're both no, 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 both the same I, I'm, shape. I'm joking. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But, uh, um, but uh, uh, it is uh, in in the comic books. It, it, there's something called the cosmic cube, which has sort of sort of undefined or, or loosely defined kind of infinite power. And that is something that's very often a part of Captain America stories with the red skull, um, who is his, his, uh, big villain. Um, and, and often used in, by other villains as well. Uh, the Tesseract serves a very different purpose in the MCU to the one, the cosmic cube serves in the, um, in the comic books and and I won't spoil that because it becomes it becomes very important in later MCU movies so I I, oh, okay. I think you should learn that when when that happens sure um sure. but uh but essentially it, what I will say is it's it's uh, as far as the Fortnite thing goes it's not a MacGuffin that stands on its own it's a MacGuffin that works with other MacGuffins I see um, and so because of that I I can understand why they wouldn't do the thing with Fortnite. So mm. yeah, I, I don't I don't want to give too much away for future MCU movies because I know you're gonna I watch see. them in yeah, the future. Yeah. No, that's fair. But uh but yeah, no, that that's interesting though. Certainly probably served as some inspiration. Anyway, I'll leave it there because I could do a whole separate podcast just talking about that. So <laughs> but uh one uh, so the the building that they start out with in the intro, there's like a NASA banner inside the building. And I, I looked into this. I was like, was this actually filmed in an official NASA building? And turns out it is. Uh, it was filmed in the uh, Plum Brook uh, station. I don't I couldn't. Rem- I don't know where exactly that is. I want to say it's either in Florida or Texas. Right. Um, but NASA even has an official article about it, uh, which is which is really cool. And so like and um, evidently um, NASA is because is a, really involved in a lot of uh, motion pictures. Um, lately like it's uh, they've uh, they've outpaced um i think they said they outpaced the pentagon in terms of like them the single government organization working with movie studios and stuff interesting because because i would have thought it would be the dod like that was when you said 
I think they've outpaced. I was like, well, it can't be the DOD. And then you said the Pentagon. I was like, oh, really? That doesn't yeah. feel right at all. I feel like I feel like the Pentagon puts a lot of money into movies. Sure, sure. Uh, also inside the Plumbrook Station, multiple Sun Oracle machines. Oh man, that's that was that was that was awesome to see. And I have to imagine those are just already inside of NASA. I can't imagine that would be like any product placement. That- I think they were product placement, actually. I feel like I, again, really? I, I don't remember for sure, but I feel like I remember reading an article around this time about Sun Oracle product placement within the MCU. I th- I can't, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe if somebody in the chat uh, in yeah, the Discord yeah. uh, has, has a better idea about this, but I think they actually were product placement. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, according to Wermel, uh, it was in Texas, uh, that building. So right yeah. on. And, and and they do a lot of that, you know, you, uh, uh, filming in real locations. You know, yeah, people yeah. have a lot of problems with with the CG sometimes in the MCU and how, how much they, they use CG or, 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 or green screens. Obviously not the level of like the Star Wars prequels, but they but they certainly do a lot of it. Uh, but there are a lot of real locations and, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people will go to a location or happen upon a location to be like, this looks like, oh, this is an MCU location. So, yeah, they, mm, they do quite mm-hmm. a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's an, oh, it's an MCU location. Now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and uh, these days, a lot of those are in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it's like Atlanta yeah. or London. That's basically the two places you'll find them. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, it'll happen. Right on. Uh, I love how, I love that fake out that they did, by the way, is that Black Widow says it's going to get hard to breathe. And you think at first, because they're showing like the, a bunch of water out, like they're in like what yeah. I presume is the ocean, right? And you think at first it's going to be a submarine, but no, it's actually a flying helicarrier. <laughs> and that's exactly what uh, what um, uh, Banner and and uh, Captain America say, right? Is like right. Is like he's like, oh, you're going to put me in a in underwater in a tube, like that's uh, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they start flying. Is like, oh, this is this is much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's... really, I really do. I really like the 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 character of. And I liked him a lot in Incredible Hulk as well. And it's it's not it's not a too dissimilar of a character. You know, there was some stuff around Edward Norton. Essentially, he he likes to have more control over scripts in his movies. But apparently, I don't know. That stuff has been litigated over the last ten years. He's he's talked about it in interviews even more recently that he was he was even willing to play ball. I don't know what happened behind the scenes that that caused him to not to not be uh, continue on in the MCU. But I do really, you know, Mark Ruffalo really made the character his own. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I like the uh, the sort of self awareness of like, yeah, you you know, there's like a raging green uh, death monster within me. <laughs> like we're gonna, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> also, uh, so I gotta say, Loki, worst dinner party guest ever, right? <laughs> I think it's fair to say he's not a guest. He wasn't invited. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, yeah. He showed up uninvited. That's party true. Crasher. Good point. Yeah. Party <laughs> crasher. Yeah. Yeah. Worst party crasher ever. Even I would say <laughs> I also yeah, yeah, love. Yeah. Uh, so in that, uh, in that scene where, uh, where Loki gets confronted and like surrounded by the Avengers, like he's surrounded by Captain America and black widow um, and everything. And then Iron Man just all of a sudden out of nowhere just takes over the BA system, just starts playing some ACDC. <laughs> I, I really like. In fact, uh, uh, this is a big the ice. The Iron Man Two soundtrack was basically just ACDC greatest hits. Oh like, wow! It's very they like I I love that they that they very clearly associated that band with that character. And in fact, mm-hmm. it kind of comes back like uh, uh, in in a in a 
much much later movie as kind of an homage which is fun so oh yeah no i'm, I'm sure acdc is thrilled to be the official iron man soundtrack <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think they even wrote a song for iron man 2 like an original song um mm. now i'm forgetting for sure but i believe they did oh yeah, yeah. that yeah, totally i it makes sense it makes sense to me um um i'm double checking to see if it was written for iron man 2 or if it was just uh you know, a song they wrote and then they used it in Iron Man 2. They, they wrote us, there's a song they wrote called War Machine that came out shortly before Iron Man 2. So I don't know if they wrote it for Iron Man or they didn't, but like it wasn't a big song, but got put on Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. I will say, so here's something about the Avengers movie. It, it, there, is, there, there was one part of this that really annoyed me. And that was, um, you know, because every once in a while there was like, they would have like the, the argue, there would be arguments between the Avengers. Right. And it just, it seemed to me, and, and it's like, I, I don't know. It's like convince me otherwise that it wasn't a dick measuring contest. Cause that's what it felt like to me. Right. I mean, it, it kind of was right. Like that's, yeah. that's, but that's kind of the point, right. Is that, is that they don't get along and that they're not at in any way a team, you know, they're a time bomb, right? Like, like a uh, banner says, mm-hmm. um, and then they kind of have to learn to get together, but also for what it's worth, those dick measuring contests kind of continue. There's a, there's a big, like one of the most iconic scenes of age of Ultron, uh, uh, Avengers two is, uh, is kind of a dick measuring contest, but like it, it goes from a a toxic dick measuring contest to a friendly dick measuring contest. You know, like okay, uh, if if there's if there is such a thing <laughs> as a friendly dick measuring contest, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of what it is, right? And 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 that's kind of also you know you you uh, part of the reason that that Black Widow stands on the side and like just makes fun of it, right? Is that oh yeah, like, sure. Well, and 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 Captain America and Iron Man certainly have a change of heart when uh, when Hawkeye starts attacking because he's because they're like put on, he's like put on the suit let's go a few rounds and then yeah, yeah. Hawkeye attacks and he's like put on the suit yes <laughs> right, right right yeah it's it's a, it's a nice little moment of like of like they're they're at odds they're fighting each other and then boom something happens and they're like okay cool now we have to save people put our differences aside mm-hmm. and get this thing done yeah, yeah 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 get the job done yeah uh we mentioned it earlier but black widow interrogating loki i i absolutely love that scene because she played him like a book right like he i, I and i and it was described like this when he feels like he's in power he spills his secrets to her about his plan to use the Hulk's powers for evil and gives her exactly what she wants. So when he's in power, when he feels like he's in power, she gets exactly what she wants. It was pretty genius, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's it's a nice way to sort of sidestep the trope of villains just telling their telling their evil plans for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you 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 kind of give a reason for he he feels like he's in power over her exactly, and so he's like, yeah, now I can kind of gloat a little bit, and she's like, oh, got it, okay, so now I have the power. <laughs> mm, yep, yep, yep. No, so yeah, good. Yeah. That, that's I love that scene so much. Um, <laughs> and the fighter jet. So 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 the plan works. The Hulk gets angry, 
And <laughs> this poor fighter jet pilot, <laughs> he's like, he really thought he stood a chance against the Hulk. He, uh, the, the, and like the Hulk lunges at him and very panicked. He's like, target angry, target angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun moment. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, by the way, I'm pretty sure Bruce Banner. So Bruce Banner, like he wakes up from being the Hulk. Like he, he like falls out of the uh, or yeah he's he attacks the uh the fighter jet and he just lands in like this random factory or whatever and like he wakes up and i have to assume he's like basically completely naked at this point right and there's this one guy he's talking to who saw apparently saw the whole thing i don't know if it was the owner of the factory he has a or, security card it's it's it's, it's a harry dean stanton too so it's like a, it's like the cameo from this like you know, he's not like a he's a, he's like a very well known character actor. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. cool to have like that little moment. I think I think he even had like a slightly bigger role initially, and they kind of cut it down to just that one moment. Sure. Not like a, not like a month. He might have like another scene or two, but like yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a fun little just like like uh, you know, like are you an alien? No, <laughs> well then you got a condition, son. <laughs> like it's, it's a really funny moment. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, speaking of funny moments, I I don't know. There's I love Iron Man like the character so much. Like it's it, it's so funny, and like I love how Iron Man realizes that Loki basically wants everything that Iron Man like. It, he he starts describing Loki and his plan and what he wants, and like he's saying like he wants to be on a big building and have a a big show. And he and he's and he realizes that's probably exactly what he's doing, and he's just standing there like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I think he was more saying that for himself because I feel like inadvertently he was kind of describing himself a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love, and I also love how his negotiating tactic with Loki is just to ha- is having a drink with him. Like that was. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's you know it, it's kind of a, a stalling tactic too of just like pulling him in and like like stalling. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to have a drink? Let's chat. You know, blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, like and 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 also again, sort of having the power in that scene of like of like you're in my house. You know, like mm-hmm. you are here. Like I am going to tell you what's what. Mm-hmm. And here's where you messed up is by killing Coulson, like a dude who never did anything wrong and we all loved. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, and of course, he uh, Loki finally asked for that drink, but uh, it's a little too late, buddy. A little too late for that drink now. Yeah. <laughs> you done messed up, brother. <laughs> uh, of course, I, 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 we got to talk a little bit about the iconic fight sequence. I mean, to a certain extent, like I don't really talk about a lot of the fight sequences because it's like they're it, it's they're exactly that. They're just fight sequences to me. Right. Like there's not right. much to add. You know, it's like it's like I would say at that point, it's like watch the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what I will say, I guess, is is that the the visual geography of it is like is very it's well done. Where like where you you kind of can tell what's happening in what spot at what point in time. Like, it's it's it never feels like well, how did this person get from here to there? You mm-hmm. know, like it it really flows very well. You know, some of the some of these fight sequences and, and like. It can be tough in, you know, in a big fight sequence on, on like a big stage like New York City, right? Whereas right. On, a, on a smaller stage like in, you know, or like or in with a big team, right? In a smaller stage like an Iron Man 1 where it's just it's just Iron Man versus Obadiah, Ironmonger. Like it's just the two of them. It's a lot easier to keep that, keep track of that. 
But like, you know, that, that's that's an, uh, an issue a lot of people had with like the, the Transformers movies, right? And like, uh, where like it can be hard to keep track of who's fighting who and like what's going on. And with 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 this sequence, you can you can just you can tell who mm-hmm. is fighting who, what's happening. In fact, so that there's something really interesting uh, about this movie uh, is that it's a 16, 16 by nine aspect ratio. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of movies, a lot of very cinematic movies, you expect to be uh, two, three, five, one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like like a wide wide screen, like like extra wide screen. Right. But this right. is a just standard widescreen format. And uh, Joss Whedon's talked about that. He said it's it's because he had so many different sizes of people. You know, like having the Hulk and having Black Widow in one shot. You know, like she's five foot three and he's eight feet tall. Like having this this more full frame you can you can tell uh sort of a, have a, have a bigger um just have you know be able, be able to yeah, show it, it a wider help, range it, yeah of it helps things. it helps the storytelling i guess is the yeah, yeah. good way so, to say uh, it so yeah. so and, and in fact similarly and the first ant-man movie is also 16 by 9 it's actually really funny i uh I was um, I'm I'm active in the I'm semi active in the movies anywhere subreddit because movies anywhere is the oh is the right app mm-hmm. that you can that you can if you if you own a lot of Blu-rays like I do yeah yeah uh, or mm-hmm. or if you just own a lot of digital digital movies yeah uh, movies it, anywhere is is the the yeah. locker for for digital movies basically yeah that, and that, it that converts them it converts them all to like all the various like digital formats as well right right, like, right. so you can yeah. transfer across Vudu and Google Play and iTunes and stuff like right, that right right uh, but somebody was was like you know hey like I'm I'm watching like why are these movies not showing up as true widescreen and, and they listed the movies and I'm like well I don't know every single one of these movies but I know Ant Man and Avengers and I know those are sixteen by nine movies. So maybe check to see all the other ones. And they check and they're like, oh, yeah, it turns out these movies are just 16.9. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in this specific case, you know, I think it really helps to to have that visual geography to have to have, you know, be more of a full frame than than the widescreen. Interestingly, in the next Avengers movie, it is 2235 by one. So I don't know if he just went back on that or, or what huh. or decided he didn't need to keep doing it. But but uh, in this movie, yeah, that, that's a, that's a choice that was made. Huh. Fair enough. Uh, I will say too. Uh, one of the one of the favorite parts about uh about the fight sequence in New York is that there's so many memes that came out of that, particularly yeah. from the Hulk. Like the two like famous memes, I, and it's like when you see them in the movie, it's like I, I've done this before, where it's like, uh, classic example is Pulp Fiction, where he does the whole like, where he, like he's looking around like everywhere and everything. It's like, oh, it's the meme, it's the meme, right? So it's the one right. where Hulk makes that smiling like face where he's like getting ready to fight, and then the other one where he just smashes Loki around like, <laughs> like all over the place in the room. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was great to see it like in its original form. Like it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's also um, <laughs> if you've seen the NSFW version of the Hulk smiling meme. Oh um, God. <laughs> Sometimes hard to get that out of your mind uh, when you when you watch the movie. I, l- listen, um, rule, listen, rule thirty four, people, rule thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, the uh, the 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 Hulk smashing Loki around. That's even uh, again referenced in a later MCU movie. Uh, you know, such, such sort of kind of such a, a an iconic, well known moment. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I I will say too because uh, I because people may think. Um, that the police captain not wanting to take orders from Captain America was like dumb. It's like, why, why would he not listen? But think about it this way, right? 
he's a public official and he's supposed to take orders from a guy in a costume with a with a shield or whatever. <laughs> like so, I I kind of I, I and and Captain America has like just been reintroduced to society, right? Yeah, like, it's not right? Like, yeah. Even even if even like the nineteen forties version of Captain America, as far as the public was concerned, was just kind of a yeah. you know a guy who went around and did shows. He was he was he was an actor, a, a performer, basically. Sure, um, sure. But uh, but so so and even now, right? Like like if you go to the next movie or two. Anybody will do what Captain America says. But in this movie, it really kind of makes sense that nobody. Yeah. They barely even, you know, like maybe he knows who Captain America is from like reading the Captain America comics as a kid, um, which I'm <laughs> yeah. sure exists in this universe. Sure, um, sure. But like he doesn't, you know, the trading cards exist. So I have to imagine the, the comic card, yeah, exactly, exists. Right? Yeah. And like Coulson, right? Coulson's like a super fan, a nerd. Like he's, he's right. kind of a, a dork about this stuff. But like, you know, there's plenty of people wouldn't know who Captain America is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, you know, he has a real a change of heart real quick when he witnesses Captain America just like destroying all the enemies like right in front of him like that. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's one of those classic tropes that I, that I, I don't know. I always love it when it's like uh, uh, somebody tells somebody to do something and they say, I'm not going to do that. And then they demonstrate why it should be the thing that's done. And mm-hmm. they turn around and say, hey, do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, I forgot to mention this earlier, but uh Iron Man blaming Loki's stick not working on performance issues. Oh, that was yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good joke, yeah. Speaking of Iron I mean, Man. It's funny too, oh. because like, he, yeah, he doesn't technically have... I mean, he has a heart, obviously, but the part that Loki is poking is the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why it doesn't really like react in the same way, because he's not, he's not attacking, he's not touching the the biological part of him, he's touching the machine right. part of him. Right, yeah, yeah no, that's... Yeah, that's great. Also, I love how all you got to do to wake up Iron Man from uh, from uh, all you have to do to um, resurrect Iron Man is to just have Hulk uh, scream at him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's just like he, he needs a little bit of a a bit of a, a wake up call. Yeah, you know? he, he just needs, yeah, like needs a, a little a alarm clock from old Hulk there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, course we we can't we can't uh we can't talk about this movie without talking about the theme music because it's so iconic now at this point like right so good like, yeah and and, and that, that sort of that sort of first moment where they team up as the avengers and it and it rotates around them it's is a very is also an iconic moment and it's like mm-hmm. it's such a big you know like as as a person who was a comic book fan in high school and and still would cons- I haven't read a comic book in a while, but I would still consider myself a comic book fan. Um, uh, you know, like seeing that, like seeing that brought to the screen, the thing that I that I loved is uh is such a it's such a yeah it's just it's so cool it was it was so great to see it in that moment and it's it, it really like brings the visuals alive. And that's something that that you know uh, certainly Joss Whedon has his problems in real life. Um, you know we don't we don't really need to discuss those, mm. but. As a director, so you know, seeing some of those those moments, he 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 was a person who was at a time a, a geek god, and for a reason because he he did understand, uh, he understood what he understood the comic books in a way that that other directors hadn't. You yeah, know, I don't want to talk about the Justice League of it all, but in the first two Avengers movies, there's certainly like there's you get some of those visual flourish moments that uh that looks straight out of the comic book and those are really cool sure sure 
Uh, and uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap up this section here with uh, with a fun fact here that uh, I actually learned about um, before I even saw this movie. I saw it in like a TikTok or something. But uh, mm-hmm. the closing credit scene where they're all sitting around at the at that table in that restaurant, you'll notice that uh, Captain America is covering his face in it, and that's because uh, Chris Evans was already at work shooting his next movie, Snowpiercer, and he had to grow a beard for that role that he didn't have in this movie. Uh, supposedly, they tried to remove it with makeup, and it just failed horrendously. So yeah. this was their only other option. Yes. Yeah, so, so so an extra fun fact there. So, so I think it was uh, technically they put like a prosthetic on it, but it looked it just looked cheesy and fake. So they right, right. putting his hand like covering it with his hand kind of you know fix that illusion a little bit. The other thing is they didn't initially have a post credit scene at all. It was just the mid credit scene uh, with uh, with that mysterious character, which is Thanos, um, who who you actually will see in next episode uh, a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but, um, uh, everybody stayed till the end of the credits because they had been trained by the other Marvel movies to stay to the end of the credits, even right. by that point, right? Even, even five or six movies in, they already knew I, I need to stay to the end of the credits to see what happens at the end. Everybody stayed and there was nothing at the end. And so after, after they already had like one of the early premieres, they shot this scene. So this scene was shot after the movie had already sort of premiered oh uh, interesting for it so that that's all that's why evans already had that beard because like it wasn't during production or anything it was it was after production was completed and wrapped they i don't know if it was during like a like a public premiere or just like an internal premiere or something like that i'm not sure Mm -hmm. um but uh uh but yeah that that's why like they they basically like went across the street and shot it (laughs) like not exactly but yeah yeah fair enough uh, and so I'm going to wrap this up by, uh, we'll ask some, uh, we'll, we've covered some of the questions I have in here, but there are, there are some that we didn't cover here. So, um, and actually we'll, I'll jump around here a little bit because we are just talking about Thanos and, um, because I got to ask, so, so Loki goes into this, like it, it, I, the best way I can describe it is he has like a vision almost like that's the best way I can just, I can describe what, what happens where he goes into this universe. Right. And he's talking to these people that like, I thought it looked like Thanos. Right. But I was told that it wasn't like uh, everyone in the watch party was like, no, no, that's not Thanos. Right. But it totally looks like him though. Right. So, um, so why, who, what, what, who are those people exactly? Like, who is he trying that to bring honor from? The other is, I think is the only thing he's referred to as it's actually, he's played by, uh, Alexis Denisoff, who is, uh, if you've ever watched how I met your mother, um, he's Allison Hannigan's husband. He also oh, okay. plays Sandy Rivers on that show. He was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was friends with Joss Whedon, which mm-hmm. is why he was sort of given that role. Got it. Um, uh, um, but, uh, uh, essentially he's just like, he's just a, uh, Thanos is kind of right hand man type guy. He just he's the guy who gives missions for Thanos. So he's just he's like like he just, he 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 also works. So Loki works for Thanos through the other. The other tells Loki this is what Thanos wants essentially. But he's, gotcha. He's not a particularly important character. He just he but but he you know he gives the missions to through of Thanos. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, okay, and and this question is very much again reminder. I am a uh, I am a Marvel noob. Okay, so so please please be patient with me here. Uh, 
so and, I, and this has probably been explained in other movies and comic series but why does nick fury wear that eye patch exactly uh it it is explained in a later movie yeah uh, okay so not in this particular movie not in this particular movie it's just i mean honestly it's just that it looks cool <laughs> i mean I, you're not wrong like it does look i think i think cool. i think even in the comics it was just it looks cool and then they explain it later and mm. then because that's the way it is in the comics they bring it to the movies it's a different explanation in the movies than there yeah. was in the comics but essentially it's just it looks yeah it just where looks says cool. in uh, captain marvel it's explained um it's so. it's it's yeah it's it's soft explained in captain america winter soldier and then or, uh, wait is it captain marvel or captain america in captain america 2 it is it is soft explained and then it's captain marvel is a is a takes place in 1995 um, uh, okay okay so, so it's it's shown you actually see it in captain marvel ah okay okay gotcha so yeah so yeah so yeah for spoiler purposes we're not mentioning it exactly right now yeah, so yeah. so what i'll say is at, at the beginning of captain marvel because it takes place in 95 okay he has both eyes at the end of captain marvel he does not have both eyes mm-hmm. gotcha all right uh now here's an here's an interesting question and and i actually found uh i while doing my research i actually found some information about this um later on but i still am a little confused by this and also this is kind of like a throwaway question but like why do hawkeye and loki need the eyeball like that serious like oh, i saw that happen i was just like oh oh oh, oh no oh. honestly just to demonstrate how <laughs> evil loki is um i, I guess was, yeah you know they, they could just knock the guy out bring his body and use the eyeball for that they don't need to actually rip yeah. the eyeball out of his well, eye and, well and here's the other thing too right because it it, it 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 seems a little out of place when when you see it in the movie, right? It turns out there's I found out there's actually a deleted scene uh, in the movie where they talk about that, and Hawkeye literally says, "I need blah 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 blah." I don't remember exactly what he says, and an eyeball <laughs> just randomly spru- spruced in there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why, but that's yeah, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, okay. And, and here's the, the, here's the big question here. Why does Loki, uh, this was still not really clear to me. Why does Loki need the Hulk to come out for this all to work exactly? Like, is it just purely for the chaos on the, uh, on on the helipad? Yes, I think it is just basically for the chaos of if, if they're focused now, like, because Hulk is such a wild card. And if, and and they have to. Everybody now has to focus on the Hulk, mm. and they're not watching Loki, and he can just sort of slip away, right? And and he kind of like disabled the machines that like. And from my understanding too, it sounds like he like disabled the the lock on the on, or or like by disabling the machines, it disabled the system that was keeping Loki locked in that cell, if I'm not mistaken. And so, you know, so I guess uh, from that perspective you know, all that destruction and everything was working out in his favor, I guess. So, um, and, uh, and, and also on, on that note too, like, because the, yeah, because the engine malfunction, that's how, yeah. So, and that portal trick on Thor, apparently that's not the first time he fell for that, apparently, which yeah, I thought yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think he yeah. falls for it in the first uh, uh, Thor movie. But yeah. actually, no, so that's, I don't think that's how Loki got out. I think Loki turns himself invisible Mm. Thor 
Thor opens the thing to go get Loki, oh. and that's and Loki slips out while Thor's getting in. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that actually makes that actually makes sense. Okay. Um, and okay, right on. So uh, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. We'll give our final ratings of the movie. Uh, Naeem, I'm sure I'm sure I already know what you're gonna give this rating. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you say? Thumbs up. Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. I, uh, let me let me go back to my letterbox to see where I have this uh, in my ranking. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because I I do I have every MCU movie ranked in my list. Um. Do I have every movie? I actually, I need to add a couple of the more recent movies. I actually have it at fifteenth of the twenty-eight movies. Really? Um, hmm. I do, I do, I do love this movie. Uh, but there are a lot of. I actually have it behind the first Captain America movie, for what it's worth. Um, oh, interesting. But that's that's just that's just me. I I you know yeah. I think I think a lot of people have it ranked a lot higher than I do. Yeah, um, each his own. But yeah. uh, but I you know I have I have particular love for Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, I just, I think it's a really, I think it's yeah. excellent. I have a, I have a particular love for movies that that stand on their own. So my favorite Star Wars movie is the first Star Wars movie because you can watch that movie and be done with Star Wars. Yeah, not that I am, yes. not that I was or am done with Star Wars, but you can watch <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, the first yeah. Star Wars movie. And yeah, we done. Done. yeah, we just covered uh, we just covered the uh, the first Star Wars movie for uh, for Star Wars Day recently, and yeah, yeah. that was so, a lot of so fun. like so I I do have a particular so that is. Captain America 1, you can watch it without watching any other MCU movie and it tells a full story. It, there's a little bit of a, you know, there, there's the sequel tease at the end for Avengers and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a tease, but you don't have to watch anything before. You really don't have to watch anything after. You can watch that movie and have a full story. Uh, so, so, that's, so, what's, um, so what's the top, is that the top rated Marvel movie for you? What's the top rated? My number, number one is Thor Ragnarok. Okay, okay. Uh, number two is Captain America the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, which is Captain America 2. Okay, um, okay. Uh, and then Spider-Man No Way Home, which is actually goes completely against what I just said. You need to watch a lot of movies <laughs> to understand Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm, um, okay, okay. And then Spider-Man Homecoming, which I which I love a lot. It's I have two Spider-Man movies in my top five. And hmm. then Black Panther, actually, which I know you're talking Ooh, about. This yes, month, yeah. yes, we will be uh, covering that movie pretty soon as well. So yeah, look out for that. Uh, so yeah, so thumbs up for you. I, I yeah, I gotta give it a thumbs up as well. I I did enjoy this movie a lot. I I, I thought it was great. Uh, it kept me intrigued and it kept me engaged. And to be honest, I will say, like, despite all of, I mean, because me being a Marvel noob, like, obviously, there's gonna be some questions that I have in regards to you know figuring everything out, right? Despite all of that, though, it was still it was still relatively easy to keep track of because that's something that I, that's something personally that I always will, um, will downvote on movies is like, if it's too confusing to follow, like I'm just, I'm out. Like I can't. Right. And like, it's like I said earlier, I think that's really important. That's something that they were doing early on that, that I think they have, they have kind of lost sight of a little bit and I get it. You know, these movies are so in the cultural zeitgeist. They can kind of assume you have seen them all. Right. But, um, but at this point in time, they 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 couldn't necessarily do that, and they didn't necessarily do that, and they made a movie that you, as somebody who's only ever seen Iron Man one, could follow the movie, could follow the characters, really understood for the most yeah. part what was going on. Yeah, and even even despite the flashbacks to previous movies and the references to previous movies too. So yeah. so yeah, no thumbs up all the way for me. So, uh, well, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, uh, 
thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if you uh, tell the folks where they can find uh, your uh, work online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do the R Baseball podcast, um, which is a podcast about baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from the baseball subreddit, you can find that on the baseball subreddit uh, slash r slash baseball um, or wherever podcasts are found. I'm sure you'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am on Twitter at Kuhan. Uh, follow me there. Uh, that's where I. That's the social media that I am most on, uh, despite the fact that uh, I hate every second of it. Um, and uh, hey, mo- and I'm most trying to people do, more- do. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, I was talking to some friends the other day um, about uh, about a contract thing. Actually, it was it was it was it was a work related thing, and then I was talking to some friends about it uh, about how like. Uh, oh, actually, it was it was uh, my friend was talking about like they were talking about like getting in a fight and it was like just getting punched. And I was like, well, if you sign a contract, generally both sides get something. And I was like, well, yeah, but like when you sign the Twitter terms of the Twitter terms of service, you have to sign terms of service away, and then you also have to use Twitter. You get nothing out of that benefit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so our uh, uh, baseball podcast, twitter.com slash kuhan, and then I'm trying to do TikTok more. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, my TikToks right now that I'm trying to do more are mostly about blu-rays and physical media because that is the thing that i right that on. i am into so uh tiktok.com yeah. kuhan luke on tiktok uh yeah, per- and yeah, perfect companion with this show i guess yeah exactly exactly yeah um in fact two of my last five tiktoks are about scott pilgrim which is uh <laughs> all at this point certainly a future episode of cinema Vention. absolutely absolutely yeah we will definitely have you back on for that absolutely and uh and yeah no i uh yeah and and i also loved your uh the speakeasy uh, pub quiz that you would did that you did during the pandemic with joe that was yeah, such yeah, a fun yeah. we time we loved doing that it was just it was a lot of work and that's why we mm-hmm. have it we stopped doing it um yeah we understandable. do we, we keep talking about doing something bringing something back uh we just uh we've both been a little busy and and with other stuff but we we really want to bring something back on that channel with some sort of trivia element with some sort of so yeah so check that out i also i do i work for a company called geeks who drink we do pub quizzes across america mm-hmm. um uh, uh and uh uh yeah so geekshoodrink.com we also do some uh some online shows um i'm not a part of any of them at this moment mm-hmm. but we are we're working on something. I don't know how much I can talk about it, so I'm not going to say very much about sure, it. But sure. in theory, we are working on something that I will be a part of. Uh, so uh, Geeks Who Drink on all socials and geekswhodrink.com. That's awesome. Uh, well, if you want to uh, if I, if I you want to participate, I do a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, uh, we do it. I stream it live over on my Twitch and in the Discord. You can also find me on Twitch every Wednesday and Friday night. Twitch.tv. You live on your Twitch. I thought I stopped doing that. Oh, what's that? Oh, the uh, the. Oh, yeah. No, I'm still doing those. Yeah, Twitch.tv okay. slash W Scott is one on Wednesday and Friday nights. Uh, but if you can't make it to the watch party live, don't you worry because if you want to watch the watch party on demand afterwards, it is available exclusively to everyone who supports the show on Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash W Scott is one. Thank you to everyone who supports the show and keeps it going. Uh, Discord.cinemavention.com. If you have any thoughts about the movie that we discussed uh, today, uh, you can also send me an email, email at cinemavention.com, and visit the website to see all the previous movies we've covered and so much more. Cinemavention.com. And yeah, like uh, like uh, like it was mentioned. The Cinemavention letterboxd account. 
yes yeah 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 we yeah we got to set that up now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and uh, subscribe on all uh, just subscribe on your favorite podcatcher and most importantly leave a review uh, if you could uh cinemavention.com slash subscribe has all the all the various podcatchers that i know of that we're on uh just search for cinemavention wherever you get your podcasts Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod, the wonderful Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much, Kevin. And we'll be back next week as we continue Marvel Month. We're going to be talking about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy with Dolan Moles at Turtle Days. That's going to be a fun movie to talk about. We're, um, we're going to be all in studio. I can't wait. Uh, I hope you're 12, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, Absolutely. And uh, I hope you'll be there for that. And until then, we will see you on the next time to- on the next episode. See you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>